Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I'm your host, Jenny. I am so happy you guys have tuned in today. I have a dear friend of mine. Her name is Gabrielle. Should I say her last name because it's so cute? Yes. Okay, no, you say it. Go ahead. Say first and last name. Gabrielle Zell. It rhymes. Her name freaking rhymes. <laughs> um, wow. It is an honor to have you here. I'm so excited. We literally discussed this topic at the dinner table one night. We were like, we have to record this. Yes. Because <laughs> it's just so good. So, Gabrielle, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, I am Gabrielle. And, yes, my name does rhyme. Um, I am studying intercultural ministry studies. And I'm also leaving the country in a few days. Three days and a few hours. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll be going to West Africa. And I'm incredibly passionate for disabilities ministry and orphan care ministry. I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do with that. Yes. Yeah. So excited for you. That's why getting her on this podcast was urgent because I was like, I want to do it before you leave. Yeah. You're leaving and we got to <laughs> do it before. I do have access to remote podcasts, so I guess we could have done it, but you know, Wi-Fi might be spotty. It would be a little so sketchy. We so. want to do it before you leave. Today we are talking about, drum roll please. We're talking about toxic people and toxic relationships. Dun, dun, dun. So, I was just talking to Gabrielle maybe a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like two weeks ago. And I was like, you could be on the podcast. You can talk whatever about, you know, you're passionate about. And she's like, well, loving difficult, difficult people, you said. Mm-hmm. And then we just started talking. And I was like, you need to share this because it honestly (laughs) convicted me I was like wow am I really loving people but why are you so passionate about this topic specifically yeah I'm passionate about this topic because I just for one um I've definitely dealt with what I at one point considered a toxic person in my life um as a recovering people pleaser and I feel like when you are a people pleaser you can draw um draw out those people I mean there's a lot of studies on like you because what some people may define as a toxic person as someone who is kind of one-sided and it can be very one-sided when you're kind of letting go of what maybe you truly think in order to please that other person so yeah in high school I just realized I had struggled a lot with just toxic relationships um and I um realized the easiest thing to do was just isolate myself and cut them out and I thought that that was the way of self-care and that was the way that we were taught to do it in our society Mm -hmm. um that was what we deserved this is I just realized that is this something that society is teaching us or is this something that is necessarily biblical we should be asking ourselves how can we deal with quote-unquote toxic people in a way that shines a light that points to Christ yeah that's so good And we say, quote unquote, toxic people. Yeah. I love your opinion about what a toxic person is. Yeah, because it has changed a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. Because now, as I've grown up, like, in the Lord, and I'm still only, like, 20, so I still have a lot of growing to do. But currently, I I really don't think I believe in, quote unquote, toxic people. I think that um, the toxic is sin, and we all have it. And I think that people can seem toxic because... They are sinful at their very nature. And, you know, we all falter Mm -hmm. and we are desperately in need of Jesus. And um, 
that's just like the people that we have a hard time with. So I just, I think that's where it all comes down to. So you would say that none of us are truly toxic people, but we do have sinful qualities. Yes. And there are such things as toxic relationships. Yes. So how would you define toxic relationships? Well, that's definitely a complicated question, but it can be answered. I think that there are many signs to identify a toxic relationship and... I think that some of the signs can be like, you know, it can be a lack of trust or it can be frequent lying, controlling behaviors. It can be when it is one-sided or when you see that lack of support. But I think of that, the verses in, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 or in chapter 13 verses uh, 4 through 13 when it talks about what love truly is. And I feel Mm -hmm. like when you go through that and you see, oh, there's a pattern here where your friend, your coworker, your, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend... And you see that, oh, this is, there's a pattern here. This isn't meeting up. You need to, like, you need to go into that. Mm -hmm. And that's where, because I see that we think it can be easy to think we need to, like, cut toxic people out. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have boundaries. But, I mean, I just think it's humbling when you think about the fact that God could have cut us off, but he showed us grace. And I think we can continue to show that grace to those who are difficult as well. Yeah, in our culture, we're just so quick to just cut people out and be like, no, this is healthy for me. <laughs> when they have they were, like, not kind to you a few times, you're like, okay, well, that means that, that they cannot be in my life at all. But is that really healthy for either of us? <laughs> I mean, if we all fall short of the glory of God, then shouldn't we give grace to those who are who are also falling short of the glory of God. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good definition. I like that. It's like if they continually follow this it's pattern. It's failing of, to love. Yes. Of basically not loving you well. Okay. Toxic relationship. So how do you think that cancel culture has influenced this type of thinking in our society? Well, I think it's made it more acceptable to just go the easy route and cut people off. I think it's, I think of like a tree and I think of you're trying to just cut off this tree by taking off a branch instead of getting to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And with cancel culture, it it's not, I don't believe it's a way of showing love to the person, but it's not showing grace because you're not giving them room to grow. Mm-hmm. You're taking one situation and you're defining them by that situation. You're defining them by that mistake. And we've all made mistakes. We've all faltered mm-hmm. and we've all fallen short, but we have an advocate with the father and we can go to him in repentance and um, that's not a relationship. Right. And cancel culture is definitely a more broader picture. I mean, that can go way farther than just a relationship. I mean, it can even be via social media, just blocking someone. And that's something I've been guilty of in the past, especially in high school. The second I saw something, I was just, okay, I'm blocking them. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's definitely really convicted me of that because it is. It's just an easy way out instead of just, like, showing that person grace and even using it as an opportunity to shine a light that points to Christ Mm -hmm. and speak truth into that situation because confrontation is something I think we like to avoid when Mm -hmm. it comes to cancel culture. Um, We just want to cancel them out instead of like shining truth or we want to just confront them so much. We're just like, no, you're wrong. And then we just, Mm -hmm. they don't even have a word in. Right. But I think with um, cancel culture, it's just, it makes it way more acceptable and it's even a community cancel to where like if you don't cancel with then you are canceled as well 
And I see that in communities of friends where it's like, oh, we don't talk to her anymore. We don't talk to him anymore. Oh. And I see that. And mm-hmm. It's not even, um, sometimes it's subconscious too. Like you don't even really, it's just kind of like a community like, okay, we know we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And no one says it, but we all know <laughs> but we're we doing all know. it. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, it's, and I see that infiltrating the church yeah. and in, in college and just, it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that we can do better. And I just think it's really humbling to know that like, because people say, you know, oh, if I cut them off, they handed me the scissors. And I used to say that with such a heart for it. Like, oh, yeah, you know. Self-care. Power to me. Hashtag self-care. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no. How many times have I handed Jesus Christ those scissors? Mm-hmm. And he has chosen to love me and fight for me and pursue me yeah. and forgive me over and over again. And so, yeah, I do, I do think the concept of cancel culture has influenced um, the concept of toxic people mm-hmm. and I think it's almost redefined it because really toxic toxic just means poison mm-hmm. and so I think it poison I mean it's almost I feel like all of these biblical terms have been redefined in our society and I think that's what's poisonous yeah they're poison that's poisoning the Bib- that's what's being poisoned right now the truth the truth yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, it is just so much easier in our minds. Like, okay, this person has offended me in some way. Well, instead of going to them and telling them, hey, I'm not understanding. Could you re-explain this to me? Yeah. Did you mean to do this? Like taking an understanding side or just saying like, this offended me. What What's going on? Are you okay? Did you yeah. mean to do that? You know, instead of doing that to our brothers and sisters, we say, okay, well, I just don't want to deal with it. I just yeah. want to shut it down. And so you don't text them for a week or so, and they're like, hey, are you okay? And you say, yeah, I'm fine. Why? <laughs> That's not loving. No. <laughs> there is resentment growing there. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so if there are no such thing as toxic people, what do we do with toxic relationships in our lives? Yeah, well, boundaries are definitely important, and I think that's where we really need to go to the Lord in prayer um, and ask him for our heart behind it and just Mm -hmm. so we get to the goal of why we need those boundaries because for one we need forgiveness forgiveness is Mm -hmm. so important in order to make those boundaries because really we just want to establish peace Mm -hmm. and so we need that in our heart first thing and we we also our mental health is important and so we need to establish those boundaries and so we need to ask when we set those boundaries with this person do they respect those boundaries or do we need to distance to an extent with that person you know Mm -hmm. so like for example like, I have, my bio father is no longer in my life. Um, he chose to leave when I was really young. Um, and now if he decided someday that he'd want to come back in, let's say he found the Lord and he wanted to have coffee or something, perhaps I could pray about it and reevaluate it and see, like, hey, would this be safe? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, our safety is important. Um, yeah. God cares about you. He cares about your safety. He loves you. He doesn't want you. That You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's deal it's different you know Mm -hmm. but I think that I would be willing to meet with him per se and have coffee but I don't know if I would say you can just become my father because I'm adopted and I have a dad right and there is consequences to actions Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there is and I think that's very biblical to say there's consequences for our actions of course um but I think that boundaries are very important because I have forgiven my bio father I have no like hatred um, I definitely have love for him, but not. I don't think accepting him back into my life in the same way he was in my life mm-hmm. is necessarily 
healthy or safe. Right. But I think that's different from cutting him out, you know? Yeah. Because that was partly his choice as well. Mm Because I know that so many go through, like, okay, how do I do with this toxic family member? Because, you know, there are safety situations where you do have to abandon ship and leave for a little bit. And I think that is okay. And that's where you really need to go to the Lord and use discernment and pray into that and study the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Right. I feel like as we, if we continue to cut people out as soon as they disappoint us, as soon as they Mm -hmm. um, hurt us in some kind of way instead of trying to fix and apologize and forgive... It's like we're like, oh, I'm protecting myself. But, like, in the end, you've just built all these walls around yep. yourself. And you just feel lonely. <laughs> you just feel isolated. Just, and then you're just coping with isolation. And yeah. That's, and that's hard, too. And that's something I went through a lot in high school. And then you – and then that can make you see, get into more toxic relationships, too. Mm-hmm. And there's so many – there is a way I, – I guess there is a lot of holes to – sink into if it's done wrong when it comes to toxic relationships that's why we really need to go to the lord in prayer and surrender Mm -hmm. it to him um and ask for his wisdom and ask for his grace and mercy towards these people because it is very difficult to love people when they interrupt our peace Mm -hmm. and they cross boundaries um so yeah i think it's very important to just go to god and lean on him as our strength in those moments yes Absolutely. (laughs) And where does forgiveness fit into our boundaries exactly? Well, yeah, like I said, I think it's just really important to just remember the goal behind why you set those boundaries Mm -hmm. and just know like there's a difference, I think, between trust and forgiveness and just like saying, hey, I know maybe I no longer, I don't trust this man to necessarily be my dad because he abandoned that. But like, I forgive him. In fact, I even pray, I pray for him. And that Mm -hmm. helps me to forgive too. Mm -hmm. I notice like a big thing. I've had a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ give me this advice. And they told me like one way to love your brothers and sisters or even unbelievers when they've wronged you is to pray for them. Because sometimes that helps change resentment into love. Mm -hmm. And so I started praying for my bio father and that really helped me. And I realized that I no longer had bitterness toward him, mm-hmm. even for the hurt that he caused my family and myself. But I still don't necessarily trust him. Right. And I think that that's wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have to blindly trust people that have wronged us. But I think that there is, I think that's different from forgiveness because we, yeah. yeah. So I think boundaries are definitely, mm-hmm. and we definitely need to set those boundaries and For me personally, in that situation, I couldn't set those boundaries vocally because he's no longer in my life. But like, let's say it's a coworker or a spouse or whoever. I mean, you may have to set those boundaries verbally and have those meetings and um, depending on the situation. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yes. When we forgive someone, it's not saying I restore all the trust that I once had with them, but it's saying like I am stepping away from their throat and god is their judge i am not their judge yes so it's pardoning their offense Mm -hmm. their debt it's not saying like oh that did hurt (laughs) that didn't hurt at all (laughs) no no yeah that's not denying your emotions right right for sure yes when we talked about this i was like wow i'm convicted and i was like you need to share because i bet this will help a lot of other people too 
So do you have any final encouragements for anyone listening, anyone who's currently going through this in some capacity in their life? Um, when the Lord first convicted me about like the concept of toxic people, it really offended me because at the time I, I had someone in my life who I consider toxic and I would just go to the Lord in prayer and just surrender it to him and just ask the Lord to love that person as he loves that person and don't give up if it doesn't work immediately. Mm -hmm. Keep pursuing it because God's timing is so perfect. Mm -hmm. I think about when... I've, I'm 20 years old now and I didn't grow up in a Christian home and I've been praying and praying and praying for God to save my parents and just last year um, he answered that prayer and I just think about like his timing I would have loved it if I grew up like in a Christian home you know but his timing was so perfect it was right before the pandemic and I saw that hope in my family and it was just like it was exactly what we all needed mm -hmm. and that joy in the house it was just God's timing it's always perfect and he is with you in every part and I think of how um in the psalm I think it's 139 where it talks about when David's praying and he's asking the Lord to where he's saying I know that you've searched my heart like search my heart and know every you know and then he says it again and it's like he knows that he's already searched his heart, but he wants to be in the process with him. And it's like, mm -hmm. God will be in that process with you if you surrender it to him. But yeah, it's hard to love people when they're being difficult and when they want to poison your peace and just, um, just know and remember that like, I, it's just, I find it incredibly humbling to me knowing that I have totally handed Jesus those scissors and he could have totally cut us each of us off so mm -hmm. many times and he had chosen to love us so much that he died for us mm -hmm. and he took on our sins on that cross and he conquered them and so I just remember that and I find that such a blessing that every time we falter that we can go to him in prayer and that we have that divine intimate relationship with him um and so yeah yeah Oh, thank you for sharing. So good. <laughs> so wise. Thank you for sharing your wisdom here. I hope this helped anyone who's thinking about someone in your mind right now. They're like, they're talking to me. <laughs> I think they're talking to me. <laughs> and you might know the situation. But if you don't have anyone coming to mind automatically, keep praying about it. Search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your heart, just like David did. And yeah, he will answer your prayers. And he will answer the prayers that are in his will. And what is more in his will than loving others? So, Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Thank Gabrielle. Thank you for letting me come You're visit welcome. your channel or podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited you get to fly off in a few days. But thank I'm you for taking the time to share. For shizzles. Okay. For shizzles. <laughs> I just want to say that on Gabrielle's 20th birthday, oh, no. <laughs> I asked her, do you feel any different now that you're 20? And she goes, I feel a little bloated. <laughs> we ate a lot of food that day. <laughs> Ooh, okay. This is Jenny and Gabrielle signing, signing off. off. No idea podcast. See you around. Bye.